bring greetings to each of you in the name of Christ this morning. It is indeed a blessing, privilege to be back at home. It's been a long time. And we have sensed that, we have felt that, and it is, we were looking forward to being back here with you. God has been gracious and God has been very good. We're thankful for His mercy and His care to us. Today is a very, very special day in the, in the year and the life of the church. It's Pentecost. And of course, Pentecost is the day which we commemorate and remember that about uh, ten days after Jesus went to heaven, the Holy Spirit came as God had promised, and he ascended on a group of about 120 disciples and believers that were gathered together in prayer, and he filled these, baptized these people with his Holy Spirit, and they started sharing the gospel in, in various languages as God gave them, gave them opportunity. And there was actually, uh, looked like flames of fire on, on the heads of these people. They were speaking in other languages that they did not know. And it was really Pentecost is what we believe is the birthday of the church. <clears throat> That's when the, the church, the way we know it as a New Testament church, was begun. And so I'd like to look at one aspect of the ministry and the work of the Holy Spirit today. We could spend, I know, Bible school, I don't know how many years ago, I taught a class called The um, Person and Work of the Holy Spirit. Probably one of the most delightful classes that I ever taught. <clears throat> uh, I loved it. And, you know, like many of the other classes, we, we never got finished at the end of the term. Uh, there was just so much we didn't that we didn't get even hardly talked about yet we had it, it, it to me it was uh, it was just uh, there was it just very spiritually invigorating very empowering today I want to speak just with, of one two little aspects of the ministry and work of the Holy Spirit in the life of the believer and as chosen as a text out of 2 Corinthians chapter 1, verses 21 and 22, and then over in Ephesians chapter 1, verses 13 and 14, which basically say some of the similar things. In 2 Corinthians chapter 1, <clears throat> verses 21 and verse 22. <clears throat> It tells us there, Now he which establisheth us with you in Christ and hath anointed us is God. Paul is saying the one that establishes, that brings everybody together, the believers together, in Christ is God. Who hath also sealed us and given us the earnest of the Spirit in our hearts. Turning over to first, uh, to Ephesians chapter 1. Ephesians chapter 1, verses 13 and 14, the, the, talks about the, the mystery of, 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 
God and the revelation of that mystery of Christ. And uh, he talks about the, the work of God the Father and then the work of God the Son. And I'd like to just look at God the Holy Spirit in verse 13 and 14. In whom ye also trusted, that is Christ, after that ye heard the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation, and whom also, after that ye believed, ye were sealed with that Holy Spirit of promise, which is the earnest of our inheritance unto the redemption of the purchased possession, unto the praise of his glory. I'd like to look at the seal and the earnest of the Holy Spirit this morning. Children, I have something here I'd like to show you. I don't know if you've ever seen anything like this before. Now, I don't use this thing very often. Oh yeah, here it is. Have you ever seen something like this? This is not an antique. These these things are usable. Um, I can't pull it open any further. But if you would come and, and look at here, we won't do that now, you'd see that there's there's some imprinting on 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 the plates that are in between here. Okay? And what you do, you've probably seen these things before. Hmm, I don't have any more. Okay. Um, you've seen these, right? These are gold stickers. Now, and what you do... This is what we call a seal. Okay? And then you put one of these sticker seals that has blank. You put it in there at the right place. And then I won't because this one has already been done. And you then you press down on this really hard. And then you get a seal. If you would come and look here, you could see, and you would feel along here, you would see it, it's... You'd see that it says CLE, Christian Light, Education, Harrisonburg, Virginia, and then CLE in the middle. And then there's all kinds of decorative, and it's, it's, it's little ridges. Okay? This is a seal. This, this is the thing that makes the seal. Okay? And the Bible speaks about the Holy Spirit being a seal. What does that mean? <clears throat> now there's a reason for a seal. What I use this for is when I work for Christian Light and people take teacher training and they finish the course, we give them a nice certificate, you know, it looks all official and it's all printed up really nice. And then usually in one of the corners we put one of these stamp the we tear off this this uh Seal and, and and it's got these it's got this imprinted on there and we stick it on there. Now that's not just to look pretty. It 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 makes it look nice. It makes it 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 does something to that document. It does something to that to that certificate. It makes it official. Okay. It makes it special. It's not just an ordinary piece of paper. All right? That seal put on there by Christian Light, and I as a representative of Christian Light, makes that 
That paper, that document, official, makes it special, and it really says Christian light stands behind, approves this certificate. If somebody, I don't know if this church or school here has a seal or not, if they get a graduation certificate, if it is stamped that way too, I don't know. But probably the Bible school is something like that, I'm not certain. But anyway, that makes this, that makes it official. It makes it legal. Now if you go to, if you would go to a lawyer and you would want to get a special document, you know, taken care of, things like that, and they would put these seals on there, then that makes it official, makes it very, very important. And we've had people who say, uh, who said, well, we, we used to not, not put seals on there and these, and says, well, that's, anybody can give us that. That doesn't mean much. We wanted something that is authentic, real, and can actually be used as an official piece of paper. Now, that is the Holy, the Holy Spirit is like that. Let's look first of all at the seal. Now I've already talked a bit. What is the purpose of a seal? A seal basically does several things. It completes a transaction. I would not give you a sealed piece of paper that said that you have completed this training, you have completed grade 12, um, when you hadn't. You don't need on grade 10. I can't. That that's, it would be dishonest. It would be dishonest with a seal or without a seal. But there would be something even more dishonest when when the seal is put on there, then we know it is authentic, it is real, it is true, it is genuine, it's completed. Yes, it's done. And so a seal com- shows the completion of a task. In Jeremiah 32, verse 9 and 10, it talks about Jeremiah, um, he bought the field of Hanamiel, my uncle's son it was, it was an Anathoth, and I weighed in the money, 17 shekels of silver, and I subscribed the evidence, and sealed it, and took witnesses, and weighed the money in the balances, and then I gave the evidence of the purchase to Barak, so that this piece of property that he bought is now officially mine. It was his, now it's mine, and it's legally mine. It's not just that we agreed, yeah, okay, fine. It's legally taken care of. It's an official document that says it's done. This now belongs to me. And so the seal shows this completion of transaction. This is what it is. The seal is an impression. The seal shows a certainty of ownership of who this belongs to. This certifies, this verifies that so-and-so has this and this, has accomplished this and this and so on. And it's done under the authority of the one giving the seal. Along with the seal comes a responsibility. This now belongs to you. 
you have this position, you have received this training, you are entitled not only to the rights of it, you are also entitled and are held responsible for whatever that training, for whatever that situation is about. A seal is also involved with security. It guarantees that security. Now, as we look to the Holy Spirit being the seal, it says that we were sealed with the Holy Spirit of promise. After he believed, the Holy Spirit was given, is given to the believer as an official document. You are now a child of God. So, God is the one that gives the seal, 2 Corinthians chapter 1. And the seal the Holy Spirit is given as authorization, is given as proof of ownership. God owns you. Uh huh. Somehow we sometimes still have this idea, well, I became a Christian, but I still run my own life. That doesn't work. We try it. But it doesn't work. You can't be a Christian without the Holy Spirit, and you can't be without the Holy. You can't. You can't have the Holy Spirit without Him being a seal. You're not yourself. The Scripture says, "You have been purchased." And God's power stands behind that seal. I own this individual. That also gives importance. That gives value. It denotes value. We don't put, I don't put seals on paper that I'm going to just throw in the trash. I don't put seals on, on paper, uh, on, on things that just, you know, for fun and that I scribble on and then throw them away. That, no. That, that, that would make a seal insignificant. A seal is only put on very important documents. Things that have official value would have a seal. And so the Holy Spirit in the life of a believer denotes you are valuable to God. You're not just a Christian. You are a Christian. And the Holy Spirit has been given to God by God to you that He belongs. You belong. I own you, God says. And I've given you part of myself, the Holy Spirit. God, the Holy Spirit. In Galatians chapter 4, verse 14, it says, And because you are sons, God has sent forth the Spirit of His Son into your hearts, crying, Abba, Father. You belong. And the authority of God is upon your life. The security of God is upon your life. You're not, you're not supposed to be, not just any other owner can come and get you. Now, some people say, okay, you can't lose that. Uh, I can choose to disregard my ownership of who owns me. That can happen. Just like I could take a certificate that has a seal on it and destroy it. I could do that too. And it would be 
worthless at that point. But just, just like Job in the Old Testament, God, God could go to Satan and he says, now you know, remember he's my son. Job is my son. And Satan tried everything to somehow get Job away from God. Was it just that God hung on so tight? God did all his part. But Job said, though he slay me, yet will I trust. I will hang on. I will not give up. Satan tempts us against being a child of God. And the scripture tells us what can we say to these things of God before us? Who can be against us? If we read in Romans chapter 8, this is what it says. I'll just read certain verses. Verse 9. It says, and if Christ be in you, the body is dead because of sin, the spirit is life because of righteousness. Verse 11, it says, but if the spirit of him that raised up Jesus from the dead dwell in you, he that raised up Christ from the dead shall quicken your mortal bodies by his spirit. So make your your mortal bodies alive by his spirit that dwelleth in you. Verse 14, but as many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. Verse 16, the Spirit itself beareth witness with our spirit that we are the children of God. So the Holy Spirit as a seal does these things and we become, we are authentic. It's genuine. It is real. Second Timothy 1 verse, 2 verse 19 tells us, Nevertheless, the foundation of God standeth sure, having this seal. The Lord knoweth them that are his. But then it says, But let everyone, and let everyone that nameth the name of the Lord depart from iniquity. God's part, man's part. And so we are, I need to ratify by my life this holy living. That the Spirit lives in me. Just like I have, I have some documents at home that, because I've done a certain amount of training uh, and, and things like that um, over the years, uh, that doesn't only supposedly qualify me. So I guess it does, but it, it, I need to then also ratify by my life that I'm able to do this. I have the background to do this. This wasn't given to me just because somebody wanted to be nice or I found this paper in the trash and now it's mine. No, it's because I made the effort to take care of it and it is authentic. It is real. The Holy Spirit doesn't just put a seal on us. The Holy Spirit is the seal in us. dwelling in us. If we live after the flesh, you shall die. If we through the Spirit mortify the deeds of the body, we shall live, Romans 8.13. Someone has written and said, the absolute necessity of the indwelling Spirit of God is demonstrated by a forester. Whitewashing, spraying, never reaches some parasites that attack trees. So the forester, in some cases, actually bores into the very heart of the tree and introduces some chemical solutions that mingle with the sap and circulate through every branch and leaf of that tree. 
Thus the old tree is safe from its parasites that want to kill it. That's actually the work of the Holy Spirit in us too. And that's why he lives in us. That's why his ministry is in us, not just on us, not just around us, but in us to be effective. It comes into direct contact with every part of our being. As I said, the scripture tells us we were sealed with that Holy Spirit of promise. He is the seal given by God. He is a spirit of promise. And he's the proof that we belong to Christ. God is the sealing. The scripture tells us that all believers are sealed. Ephesians 1.13, after you trusted, after you heard the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation, after you believed, you were sealed. The sealing doesn't happen to just a few of the believers. It is the joy, it is the necessity, it, it is part of being led by the Spirit of God that we are the sons of God. And because we have this seal, because we have this indwelling Holy Spirit, not only does that make us valuable, not only does it make us genuine, authentic, not only does it make us sons and daughters of God, but it also then enables us to be Christ-like. In Second Peter chapter 1, verses 3 and 4, although the, the, the words are not used here, it says, according as his divine power, which had hath given unto us all things that pertain unto life and godliness, to the knowledge of him that has called us to glory and virtue, whereby have been given unto us exceeding great and precious promises, that by these you should be partakers of the divine nature. First Peter 3, 1 John three twenty four tells us, And hereby we know that he abideth in us by the Spirit that he has given Ephesians 4.30 tells us that we're sealed unto the day of redemption. We have this seal that we belong and it is there till the return of Christ. God is going to keep his part of that salvation promise. Let's look at this other word. That's the word earnest. Now the word earnest Usually to us that means something that's very sincere and very, uh, you know, the, if somebody is earnest, he's, he's not very jovial. But when the Bible talks about the word earnest, the way we read it in the King James, it talks about something completely different. As I read, he, uh, it says that he is the which is the earnest of our inheritance. Second Corinthians chapter 5, verse 5 tells us, who hath given us the earnest of the Spirit. A modern day word for earnest would be down payment. Now, quite a few of you know what down payments are about. And I, I hope we live beyond down payments. <laughs> but sometimes we start with down payments. Okay, what is a down payment? 
A down payment is like a promise, it's like a pledge, it's like a contract. As some of your children, young people uh, probably have heard this, you know, you, your dad wants to, or somebody wants to buy something big, a big piece of machinery, a new vehicle, uh, or a farm, a piece of property, and you don't have all the money for this, and so you need to make a loan. Okay, but then you go to the bank or you go to whoever is going to give you this loan, Anabaptist Financial or whoever does these things, and you say, all right, but mm, we're not just going to give you money. That would be nice, but we can't just do that. Uh, we will, you know, we have to somehow set up some terms, make a contract, and you are going to have to give us some money, certain percentage, of what the total value is, and that is uh, that you will be guaranteeing, promising to pay the rest according to the contract. Okay, you are going to give us a down payment. Sometimes it's ten percent, sometimes it's fifteen, sometimes twenty. It depends on 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 what the situation is, how much it is. It's different. And it's somewhat of a promise that I make, yes, I will pay this, the full amount in time. I have a full intention of payments. It's not just, see, I think I can do this. No, it is a legal, binding, serious business promise. And if I don't keep up the promise, guess what happens? I lose the whole thing including the money I already stuck into it. I'm done. Okay. It's like a deposit, a down payment situation. In fact, the word in Greek for earnest is the word arabon. Arabon. And today, in modern-day Greek, the word arabona is called an engagement ring. Now, we don't use those things, but uh, but an engagement is what? Uh, Roderick, what is it? <laughs> or Alan? It's a promise, right? Just, no, it, it's not just something you go about nonchalantly, is it? No. You have full intentions of carrying it out Completely. You have full intentions. But we do also know that an engagement is, uh, there are those uh, engagements that don't stay engagements. Okay? For one reason or another. They don't. And it's all taken care of and it's fine. After that, we hope it is. But, uh, but an engagement... Down payment is a promise. It is a, I will do my part and I will do my part seriously. The Holy Spirit has been given by God to the believer as a guarantee, as a promise of getting the fullness of salvation. Sometimes we think that it can't get any better. Oh yes, it will. It better. <laughs>
If, if salvation is all that we've just had now, oh my, that's very little. Yes, the salvation that we have in Christ is great. It is fantastic. It is big. We can't, there, it is more than what we can describe, imagine, talk about. But, according to what the fullest of full salvation is, we only know and experience a tiny portion of it. A significant portion. But the Holy Spirit is given to us as a promise of its fullness in its entirety, in, 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 especially in eternity. The Christian will receive all the promised future blessings of Christ. The Holy Spirit is given. When, when a person becomes a child of God, God gives that assurance to that, to that believer. You are now my child, you are fully my child, and I give you my Holy Spirit as a, as a promise of fullness, of completeness. It is there. God will hold his part of the promise. God will at length gather you to the inheritance of heaven. The Holy Spirit is like the first installment of our salvation. That's what it is. It's the down payment. But the, th the thing about a down payment is, some people think, well, I paid the down payment and then I have to keep working on it, working on it, working on it, until I finally got it all paid and then it is mine. The wonderful thing about a down payment situation is once you've made the down payment and all the contract has been made, you pretend it is yours. Yes, you continue paying. Some of us still pay mortgages and things like that. Will you pretend you're... <laughs> no, we do more than pretend. Uh, we pay. But... When they ask who owns his properties, well, uh, I do, well, the bank and I, kind of a situation. But you take full ownership of it and you, you, you treat it as it belongs to you. That's what it does. Because as you are keeping up with your part, eventually it will be entirely yours. That property, that, that piece of equipment, whatever you buy. And at the end of life, for the child of God, he gets the full-blown everything that God has for you. What does this earnest then do? The wonderful thing, it, it gives us access to God presently as well. In Romans chapter 8, I didn't read these, these verses, verses 26 and 27, it says, Likewise, the Spirit that is in us helps our infirmities, because we don't know how to pray as we ought. The Spirit itself maketh intercession for us with groanings that which we can't even utter. And he that searches the hearts, which is the Holy Spirit, knows what is, uh, that is God, he knows what is the mind of the Spirit that is in us, because he maketh intercession for the saints according to the will of God. And so, this Holy Spirit living in us, this earnest, this down payment, is our connection, our access with God. That we can come boldly to the throne of grace and find mercy and grace to help in time of need. 
Ephesians 2.18 tells us, For through him, Christ, we both have access, Jew and Gentile, by one Spirit, unto the Father. The Holy Spirit has been given not for our intercession, for our indwelling, for our guidance, for our comfort, for our security, that we have fruit of the Spirit, we have the gifts of the Spirit, we have the rights of the child of God, we have the power of the Spirit, we have hope of the Spirit. I just want to close and say, what does this all now mean for the child of God? Wrap up, number one, you belong. belong God is going to do you never need to doubt God that he's going to let go he won't God won't let go you belong on God's part we're secure yes it is conditional but we're secure secondly what does this seal and this earnest then do? It calls us to understand that though we belong, we are owned. We have been bought with a price. And it is obligatory that you and I bear the image of Christ. Because the Holy Spirit is in us. We must be spirit-like. The Holy Spirit doesn't live in someone who is not, doesn't want to be spirit-like. Thirdly, the indwelling, sealing, earnest of the Holy Spirit is there to give us strength. Ephesians chapter 3 verse 16 tells us, Paul praying for the church at Ephesus that he would grant you, according to the riches of his glory, to be strengthened with might by his Spirit in the inner man. The Holy Spirit has given this to give us spiritual strength, to help us overcome, Galatians chapter 5, I won't read those verses. You and I don't have to live in Romans chapter 7, we can live in Romans chapter 8. Why? Because of Spirit. Holy Spirit, uh, the, the Bible does warn us, Ephesians 4, and do not grieve the Holy Spirit that's been given you, a step with which you've been sealed into the day of redemption. Yes, we can mar, we can hurt, we can grieve, we can eventually remove that Holy allow that Holy Spirit to leave just like a seal can be put off of a, pulled off a certificate. It can be done. That wouldn't be God's part. That would be us doing that. And the presence, the power, the seal of the Holy Spirit is there to give us joy, peace, and confidence. We can walk with Christ. Because Christ has his spirit and Christ's spirit is in us. Let us kneel to pray. Our Father, God in heaven.
We thank you for the coming of your Spirit long ago. And we thank you for the coming of your Spirit upon the hearts of people that yield their lives to Jesus Christ and become your children. And Father, in that we pray that today, this day of Pentecost, uh, this commemoration of Pentecost, that there would be a, a vibrant Pentecost happening upon people who repent and who turn to Jesus Christ today. That today there would be another Pentecost happening all over the world as people respond to the call of Jesus Christ for salvation. Father, thank you that Pentecost is not just a one-time happening that happened long ago, but every time a person becomes a child of God, there is a Pentecost again. Thank you, Father, for the sealing of your Spirit, the seal of your Spirit, the earnest, the down payment that you give to each of your children, that we belong to you, that we are identified as yours, that we can be secure, that we can um, have your image and your impression and your authenticity in our lives. Father, and I pray for each of our brothers and sisters here, pray your blessing on them and that, that your spirit would, would be heavily impressed on each of our hearts today and in the coming day serving you. Father, we pray for those of our number that are not with us here today, suit a special blessing to each one of them. May they sense your spirit working in their lives, giving them joy uh, in uh, your, your joy because your presence is with them. Thank you for your love and your mercy to us. Thank you for your grace. We pray your blessing as we continue to serve you. In Jesus' name we pray, who taught us to pray, saying, Our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. Give us our debts as we forgive our debtors. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory forever. 